Hey, welcome to New Hope Underground. So glad you're joining us on this fine day in May. It's May already. Man, it's hard to believe. May of 2023. Wow. I don't know, it just, it's like time just keeps passing by so fast and and uh, already in the fifth month of the year. It's just, it's just crazy. It's hard to believe. We know, and, and it's like three years removed when uh, COVID. So, I mean, I don't know. Just it just seems seems crazy to me. But hey, welcome to the show. And today is just pretty simple. Uh, I just got a few things I would love to talk to you about, and then we're gonna have hot gas on today. And I'm looking forward to a few uh, interviews, hopefully that are coming up soon, uh, with some people here in the church that we're gonna be that we're working on uh, getting getting lined up. So. I hope you'll enjoy that. I know uh, the last interview we just had with uh, Jared Cole was was great. Really appreciated Jared for, um, you know, sticking his neck out there, coming out here and uh, telling a story. And so we just really appreciate that. I know it resonated with quite a few of you. And it's been, if you have a chance, if you know Jared, you know, pat him on the back, encourage him, because I think that was great. Um, anyway, we, I'm going to tell you a story. You know, I, you ever had those moments where you're just like, I'm remembering this story of something that happened when I was a kid, and I don't exactly know why. You know, all of a sudden it kind of came back to my memory. <laughs> it's one of the, one of those things, and it, it was weird. It was I was in science class, and I don't even in high school. And I remember our teacher, and he was kind of a. For some reason, he reminded me of. A, uh, looking back, he reminds me of Kelsey Grammer, but more of a jock. If that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he was a good guy. But he he used to have, and this is back in the day when they allowed this kind of stuff, but he used to have this big paddle, you know, those, you know, like a big wooden paddle. And it was, it was kind of scary sometimes. I think, in fact, I think there were like three Greek letters on it. <laughs> no, I don't think it was his frat paddle. But anyway, it was, uh, he had a paddle. And he would use it from time to time. I mean, this is, you know, good. you have to remember, I'm kind of old, so... Uh, it's been a long time in the eighties we're talking about when I was in school. And I, I remember that for some reason I was a good kid, you know, never got in trouble, uh, never got swatted or anything like that in my, in my life. And there's one thing he hated in class. And that was, he hated when somebody would take a piece of paper and throw it into the waste can, you know, like a basketball shot from across the room or something. He hated that. You had to get up and go just politely put it into the trash can uh, if you didn't want to get the paddle. <laughs> and it was one time, and I I think we were in chemistry class, if I remember right. It's He's standing behind, I just remember him standing behind the teacher's chemistry desk, which was one of those, you know, real tall, tall counters. And uh, we were in our chairs facing him, and he, I was getting ready, I forgot for a moment of what I was doing, and I was getting ready to shoot that uh, water paper across the room into the trash can. I was a pretty good basketball player, you know, at the time, and I could shoot. And uh, <laughs> he said to me, puts the paddle on the counter and says, listen, okay, Hanson, here's the deal. You can shoot that if you want. If you make it, I will give you, you and the class a free day. No homework, no anything. I know we'll just uh, play a game or something. But if you miss it, I get to paddle you out in the hallway. 
I was like, oh. And I just kind of froze. <laughs> this is so dramatic. But I just kind of froze. And then I just couldn't answer. I was like, well, I'm not sure. And people are egging me on. Come on, Hanson, shoot it. Of course they wanted me to shoot it because they wanted a free day. They didn't care if I got swatted. And uh, But I, I thought, no, I, I can make this. And then after a few seconds, I finally said, okay, I'm going to shoot it. He goes, nope, too late. Took, you know, off off the table, too late. And then he proceeded with the lesson. And uh, I never did shoot the piece of paper. And everybody in my class was on my case. Why didn't you do that? You know, <laughs> it was not, uh, it was not a fun day. <laughs> it was, it was kind of, it was kind of funny. But I, I don't know why I remember that. And then I got to thinking, well, I need to tell that story uh, today. Because it goes so it goes so hand in hand with what I was wanting to talk about. Because I was I've been reading through Psalms. And I, I think a lot of people you know do that. I mean, I've heard a lot of people say, "Hey, I've been reading through the Psalms," and it, I think it just helps you kind of know what to pray sometimes because they are a lot of prayers of these the Psalms and and, a lot, and of course most of them were written by David. And when you when you really sit down, I mean, we look at David's life. You go, man, that guy he had it all kind of lost it, had it all again, lost it. You know what I mean? Like they're just, he was just, he had so many ups and downs and he was just the normal guy, but at the same time he's king, you know, and just, I don't know. But when you read his Psalms, you can't help but think this. And I don't think I'm the only one that thinks this at all, but you got to think the dude is paranoid <laughs> because there's so many Psalms where he's talking to God, just like having a frank conversation with him all the time. Like, one psalm after another where it's just flat out, my enemies are coming after me, and God, how come you're not there? How come you're not helping me? And people want to kill me. And I mean, it's just, it's it's a lot of fear. And when you, let me give you for instance, I was reading Psalm 55. One of the things he says, verse 1, Give ear to my prayer, O God. Hide not yourself from my plea for mercy. Attend to me and answer me because I'm restless. In my complaint, I moan because of the noise of my enemy, because of the oppression of the wicked. For they drop trouble upon me, and in anger they bear a grudge against me. My heart is in anguish within me. The terrors of death have fallen upon me. Fear and trembling come upon me, and horror overwhelms me. I mean, this is the kind of thing I'm talking about. And maybe I'm being a little bit dramatic, but I don't think so. I mean, you almost have to read it that way, right? I mean, when you read these words, I mean, there's, there is drama. You know, David seems to have a lot of drama and fear. And, and, and paranoia. I mean, it's what, what it seems like. It's so interesting. Cause then I was reading Psalm 56, a psalm right after that. And he'll get to, he'll he'll say things like that. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, he'll pull out a few verses like this. Verse 3 of 56. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you. In God, whose word I praise, in God I trust. I shall not be afraid. Because what can flesh do to me? You know, what can other people do to me, is what he's saying. And so it's interesting because he, he's so much, David's so much like us because he has these moments, like a, a lot of them, actually, a lot of his, a lot of the Psalms, it just seems like are full of uh, paranoia, uh, fear, and um, like we've been talking about, and also just kind of a, a loss of control almost. You feel like he's almost losing control. And he's asking, God, where are you? How come you're not helping me? And why aren't you taking vengeance? And why aren't you standing up for me and this kind of thing? And then he then he pulls out things like this. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. In God whose word I praise, 
In God I trust. I should not be afraid. What can flesh, what can others do to me? You know, I, I find this interesting because of the way our society is today. I, I really think fear is a commodity now. Here's what I mean by that. I, I think our our country in 2023, just our society and the way things are built, the way things operate, it's almost as if fear has become something to sell. Because, because if we can sell people on fear, then we can sell things that might help them, that they... You know, that we, we can sell a need. And if we can sell a need, then you'll buy whatever I want to sell you. I think we sell fear not just to sell things, but we also sell fear to sell ideas. You know, if, if, we, can, if we can sell fear to people of, of whatever, fill in the blank, uh, then we can also sell an idea. That you need to, you know, if you take my idea, then... Maybe this will help your, your calm your fears, or if you take if you take my idea, you know. So I think that's another thing. I think we also sell fear in order to sell powerlessness. Uh, now hear me on this. I think we I think we sell fear to sell powerlessness. You know, and what I mean by that is like, in fact, I'm still kind of working this out. So I appreciate you guys being a almost guinea pig audience for me, uh, but. Um, we we sell powerlessness in the sense that I really think that fear in our society paralyzes us. It's kind of like me with as stupid as a story as that, as that was. <laughs> it's kind of like me with the paper wad getting ready to shoot in the basket, and I just freeze. I just don't. I paral. I'm paralyzed because I can't stay in the thought of being swatted down the hallway. And. And I regret I regret that to this day, as simple as it sounds, as silly as it sounds. I regret that to this day because I hesitated. I, I, I was I was paralyzed. And and I, I tend to think that if we can I think there's certain people who sell fear so that other people might be paralyzed. You know, if you're paralyzed, you're not going to intervene. And you're going to let those who are in power be in power. You know, and so I, I think that's what fear does to us. I think we sell fear, we sell things. I think we sell fear, we sell ideas. I think we sell fear, we sell powerlessness. And I find it interesting when these words, when I am afraid, and, and I guess my question is, what are you afraid of in life? I, I think we're all afraid of something. You know, I was just talking to somebody, some teachers, um, you don't realize that I didn't really realize this. But some of the kids that are just now starting to go to school, uh, they were preschoolers and now they're kindergarten and first grade. Um, some of them have never really left their house because of COVID and, until now. I mean, it's almost like, you know, walking out of the, uh, the cellar, <laughs> cellar after a storm, you've been down there for years or something, <laughs> or a bomb shelter. I'm not saying, saying it's that bad at all, but I'm just, but you understand my point. Like, because fear in and of itself the last few years has also uh, changed our society, changed the way we react to things. Uh, it, it, it makes us skittish about lots of things. You, you know, some things just we just feel just are not worth the risk. 
And in fact, you could probably say that our list of things that we refuse to risk anymore are, is a lot larger or longer than it used to be. I, when I, when I, so when I read this, what, what are we afraid of? But it says, I put my trust in you, God. And when I, put, when I trust you, I, I'm not afraid. And I, and I realize something, what can anyone do to me? I mean, even if, and Jesus talks about this, even if man actually killed your body, and then, which is the worst that could possibly happen, I still have you. You know, I still have you. And I, and I think that's amazing. I think of uh, a passage like Jeremiah 17, uh, when we talk about trusting God with things in our life. I love this passage. One of my favorite passages. Jeremiah 17, 5 through 8. Thus says the Lord, Cursed is the man who trusts in man and makes flesh his strength, whose heart turns away from the Lord. For he is like a shrub in the desert and shall not see any good come. He shall dwell in the parched places of the wilderness in an inhabited salt land. So blessed is the man who trusts in the Lord whose trust is the Lord. He's like a tree that's planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream and does not fear when the heat comes, for its leaves remain green. It's not anxious in the year of drought, for it does not cease to bear fruit. Wow, what a what a uh, contrast. And what Jeremiah is saying here, it curses the man who, and this is from the Lord. This is God saying this. Cursed if you if you trust in yourself. Cursed are you if you make flesh your strength. If your heart is turned away from me. Because you're going to to basically, I love what a, another psalm I was reading earlier said basically, that you are in a great terror and you do not know it. Wow. I mean, that just, I, I feel like there's so many people in our society if there is a fear that they've been sold on, some of the, some people is this fear of of God, and I don't mean fear of God in the way that's talked about in the Bible in a good way. I mean in a bad way. Like I'm 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 afraid to have to live a life of a Christian. You know, I'm afraid to to take risk because that would be a huge risk to be a Christian in our society today. I, I, and so fear sells powerlessness in that way. And so my question is, if you're a follower of Jesus, it takes trust. It really does. It, it takes, you know, if you're really following Jesus seriously, then so many things that we, that we become anxious about in life are really not worth being anxious about. But we've we've but because of we're listening to the wrong voices, instead of trusting God, we're afraid of mankind, and in doing that, our fear has paralyzed us. I'm saying I think a person who follows Jesus takes risk. You know, I, I regret that that stupid story about and throwing the paper. What I regret it. I don't. Now it's like hey, swap me, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fun. I should have done it. Why, why did I hesitate? Following Jesus takes trust, and it's worth the risk. I, I was reading um, one of my favorite books uh, by Brennan Manning. It's called Ruthless Trust. 
I want to, he talks about a story in there about uh, Mother Teresa, a man who was working with Mother Teresa for a short time, I think, and he was getting ready to leave. And he, uh, she asked him, you know, what can I be praying for you about? And he said, well, I would really pray that you would give me, that God would give me clarity, that he would give me a clear direction, understanding, because he had some questions come up about what he was going to do with his life and job. And he's returning to the real world, you know, after being on this mission trip, basically, and helping um, the Sisters of Mercy in Calcutta and so forth. And he was looking for clarity. And Mother Teresa said to him, uh, no, I'm not going to pray that for you. And the guy was kind of taken back. Like, well, why would you, no offense, but why would you not pray that for me? And she said, well, I'm not going to pray for for clarity for you. But I am going to pray for trust. And, and what she meant was this, is that, and, uh, is that, we don't know tomorrow, and, and we can be afraid all we want. <laughs> but a person who trusts in God is not afraid, not down deep. We're really not afraid of tomorrow. It doesn't mean we don't get in the, you know, it doesn't mean that we're not afraid ever. It doesn't mean that we don't have moments of paranoia like David, you know. But, but at some point, the words have to come to our lips. When I am afraid, I put my trust in you, in God whose word I praise. In God I trust, I shall not be afraid. What can flesh do to me? Do we believe that? And that's a serious question we have to ask ourselves. If we're followers of Jesus, I mean, do you think the guys who follow Jesus, the disciples, they think they weren't afraid at times? I mean, how come those are the most famous words in the Bible when it comes to God facing up to man, you know, meeting man through angels or whatever? Do not be afraid. (laughs) The first thing he says. And I understand that that's a different context in the sense of because they're afraid of, you know, meeting God and seeing these angels and, you know, the supernatural things going on. But at the same time, I think there's something special about those words that God knows what we're like, that we are people who are naturally fearful. And I can't help but think that sin's got some part in that. That we, we and, and there's some legitimate fear, but also some fear that's not legitimate at all that we've been deceived. Following Jesus takes trust, and it's worth the risk. Brennan Manning said it this way, Craving clarity, we attempt to eliminate the risk of trusting God. Hear that again. Craving clarity, we attempt to eliminate the risk of trusting God. So fear of the unknown path, stretching ahead of us, destroys childlike trust in the Father's act of goodness and unrestricted love. Hear that again. Fear of the unknown path stretching ahead of us destroys childlike trust. That's so true. That is so true because because we kind of tend to live in fear of the next moment. You've heard that term in FOMO, fear of missing out. You know, what's, what's ironic is that uh, fear is what makes us miss out. <laughs> I mean, how many things, think about it, how many things in life, like in my little stupid story, should you have taken the risk? And maybe you would have experienced something, something better, something more fulfilling, something more fun. 
I mean, I don't, I don't think following Jesus is for the faint-hearted. I think people who follow Jesus have got to, have got to find courage somewhere, and that courage does not come from from you. That courage comes from the Holy Spirit. That courage has got to come from God. If there's anything we got to be pleading for and praying, it's like praying just like David did. When I'm afraid, I put my trust in you. I, I need you. And how many times he says over and over, I need you, I need you, I need you. I need to find you. I need you here. And, and is, that, is that our prayer? What are you afraid of? How many things, because of fear, are you not doing? How many things that you feel led by the Holy Spirit to do or to say or to be, but you're afraid so you don't. You know, the last verse in James 4 says, He who knows what is right and does not do it, sins. I think sometimes we get so so caught up. I love what Tony Capallo said years ago. He said, you know, when you read stories like David, yeah, he was a sinner. But when he sinned, at least he sinned with some passion. I think his, his his point through all that was is that we don't even sin well anymore <laughs> because we're so we're even afraid in that. I mean, I I think that's I think there's a degree of of, of truth to that. I think God created us to be to be people who are kind of you know more on the edge. And uh, I look at my own life and I'm just like God, why? You know, you, you've you've called us to a life of of, of risk, and that's what it means to follow follow Christ. He's called us to something, you know, that that, is, that He wants to fill us with. And sometimes I just I shirk back because I'm more afraid of man and woman than I am of God. Anyway, I let me let me pray because. It, and I know we're going to get get ready to go into a hot goss here, and uh, they have a good time. And uh, so hopefully you get some, some laughs in there. I know this wasn't exactly funny, but at the same time, I hope it has been meaningful to you. It's been meaningful to me. Let me pray for you. Father God, I just want to pause right now for whoever's listening to this uh, with whatever they're struggling with, no matter what kind of fear and anxiousness is in their heart. Father God, I pray that we will that, that we understand that your love cast out fear. We, we understand that if we actually put our trust in you that we, and not get so bogged down with so many things that don't matter that if we would actually put our trust in you and take some risk, that it'll pay off even just in our own hearts. I mean, the things that we're craving, the things that we want, so, Father, I pray that you help us not to crave clarity, but instead we might crave you. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hey, stay tuned. Hot Cast is next. Welcome to Hot Goss with Chris and Tyler. We're so glad that you've chosen to spend your drive time with us. Assuming that you're driving right now. Chris? Yes, Tyler Yoke. <laughs> Were you waiting for a cue? I was, because oftentimes I jump in a little too quickly. 
I thought that was our bit. I thought you jumped in early. I reprimanded. You said sorry, and we just get on with the we show. We just kept going you're, with it. You're in charge. I thought that was our. I thought that was a whole bit we did. Well, I was trying to refrain, but I was also secretly hoping one time you would let me host and let you be the guest. Why don't we host and you interview me about the dumpster fire that was me in second service this past Sunday when I got up to do the host role? You were sitting in there, what? weren't you? No, I was at Newton this past week. Are you serious? Oh, I oh, want to no. know. What did I thought you do? You did were, you forget your lines? I thought you were in the room. Did um, you forget all the announcements? No, this is going to be me. Did uh, you forget to turn your mic on? <laughs> Get you trip going up me, on stage. You're a terrible host. This you're, is so good. Okay. Because you're so particular. I'm so, I'm you're so embarrassed. You're the communications director. I'm so embarrassed. You should be particular. Okay. But we do all have to look at you afterwards like, okay, was that good? Was that fine? How'd right, we do? Right. So to know that you messed up, boy, that's going to give you some grace for others, Tyler. I think this is a good growing experience. Something perhaps that God put in your path. Uh, so if you would have let me tell the story first, you would realize that this is not going to grow me, that, okay, uh, I'm, I'm not going to have more grace for others. Oh, <laughs> hello. Okay. Sorry. I came in hot there. Didn't you I? did. I came in a little you too did. hot. Okay. Here's what happened. Okay. Let's hear. Darren. Let's open up our hands and put them facing upwards and okay. not cross our arms this so that is, like we're just relaxed. Just so everyone this. knows, there's probably a lot of people that are out there listening right now and they're like, what is the status of Chris and Tyler's no, get back friendship to your story. off mic because we've had our we've had our ups and downs right we've had some beef. we've had some beef and we squashed the beef right squashed it's, we squashed it we squashed it it's done it's gone we're good friends again right no anger we might we'll see how this episode goes I do maybe we'll know, end in a fight I do want to know how your brother's doing <laughs> my neighbor but let's come back to that okay. go back to yeah, your yeah. story um so anyway if you're listening uh, everything's good between us okay. for now and okay. we'll see. We'll see what happens in this episode, but we're good right. for now. Sure. Okay. Darren was scheduled. So inside baseball, I schedule who goes up and does announcements. Right. Um, I've got it down to a, a cycle. So Chris, your third Sundays, right. for those of you at home that are like, oh, I can't wait till Chris is up oh, there. Oh, yeah. Third Sundays, right? Third, second, <laughs> third I don't know. Third Sundays. Third Sundays. Shows up on my calendar. Darren was doing announcements this Sunday. And he did it for service because even though I was at Newton, I did listen to the service. Right. And he, he, he did, did announcements. And he did great. Service. He did great. Darren's did he a, fall down, not know how to use his mic and forget Darren his lines? fell down and broke. No. So what happened was we were about 20 seconds out from service starting. What? I couldn't find Darren. The mic was Darren. still in the booth. Yeah. Let's, if I had a boo button, I would press it right now. Uh, had the mic in the booth. Darren was nowhere to be found. 19. You're looking at the 19, clock. 18, 18. So I 17. run. Your I heart rate run. is going up. I run, Chris, okay. out into the lobby. I'd like to see that too. <laughs> Matt, Matt, our production guy, he goes out the other set of double doors into the lobby. Darren! We're screaming, right. Darren. Oh, there's fires that are starting. Out. <laughs> um, it's It looks like an apocalyptic scene from a movie, right? right? And we see Darren deep in conversation with a person and you know we I, don't know the person i can't do you this. can't walk up to a you cannot walk up to a pastor right in the middle of a conversation right. with a person right who you do not know you, you don't know the context the and do the they could be having a great casual ch- chit chat right you don't know or, or it could be a moment of salvation it could be a moment of salvation and for the love of pete don't ruin the moment don't of salvation Tyler, yo. Salva- so okay 13 I'm with 12 go ahead and count down quietly in the background Ten. so I panic, Nine. right? I run back Eight. into the auditorium. I Seven, grab the six, microphone. Five. I run up What's on stage. What is happening? I run up on stage. 
I'm up there with a mic, okay. fumbling through my phone for the notes that, granted, <laughs> I, wrote. I wrote but did not know or prepare for. <laughs> I love it. And this. I'm out of breath, Chris. Oh, I hate that feeling. It's the worst. It and is so the worst. I'm up there. Thankfully, it's second service, which means it's not being streamed online. Yes. And it's traditionally, and, and in this case, uh, this weekend that we're referencing, it was a smaller crowd, right? And can we be honest? Let's be honest. People don't always get in there when the service starts. Do people actually listen to the announcements? I don't know. I don't know. Um, I get up there. I'm out of breath. I'm fumbling <laughs> on my phone, and I don't know any words that I need to say. And so I actually have good. to take a moment and catch. I have to on mic. I call. Oh, I call out Darren. On. So I call out. I, I do pass the buck in this situation because it's Darren's fault. Right. And I, still to this day, I hold to that. And I mean, Darren's Darren's so nice. He felt so bad. He I think he he sent me a Starbucks gift card <laughs> as an apology. Nuh-uh. Yeah, he did. For really, he did. did. He really did because he's a nice guy. Aww. And I was. Like, I want him to wrong me sometimes. Well, and I was like, Darren, it's fine. <laughs> Like obviously, like any of you doing this for me, it's like it's my my job, right? right? To fill those fill those Sundays anyway. So I was like, thank you for doing it and being willing to do it anyway. So obviously, right. no, no, nothing against Darren, so, but I mean, yeah, I'll take I'll take being out of breath on stage for a Starbucks gift card. Um, so where was I going with that? Anyway, so I had to be on mic and I'd be like, well, uh, this is Darren's fault. I'm sorry, I wasn't prepared for this. I just ran, nice. and now I'm up here and I'm out of breath. And you don't realize how to shape you are until you have to like, run through the auditorium. I, well, and I don't fight off the crowd. I don't of people. run. Like if you don't, if you don't occasionally run just right. to see how you do. Oh, yeah. You don't, you're, you're just not prepared for that. Right. And so it was a short. And then especially to speak. It was a short sprint. With calm right. voice. Right. I swore you were in there. It must have been like Laura Arney or someone. Somebody that I, I felt like I was going to let down somehow. Oh, Tyler, uh, you should have said it was somebody that I looked at and I thought, oh, they're giving me grace. They love me. They're a fellow staff member. Right. Fellow Christ follower. Right. They love me. Right. Anyway. And instead you looked, you thought, man, I knew you because I felt the judgment and the shame. <laughs> No, I'm, I'm out. Okay, <laughs> here we go again. Anyway, okay. Um, it was embarrassing, right? I understand. I was that. embarrassed. I understand that. And right. I just need, I just need to come clean about that. But I thought you were in there, and I thought you saw me, and I, I thought didn't. if I didn't bring it up on this pod, you were going to bring it up on this pod. Oh, Tyler, if it makes you feel any better, okay. My husband, yeah, and my oldest son Matt were in there, and neither one of them mentioned it to me. So I bet that they had tons of grace. They thought right. it was completely fine. Probably thought it was kind of totally fun. understandable. And then here's just a moment of counsel. Okay. When things happen like this, the enemy tries to make them come back to your mind. This is a serious moment. Yeah. No, Hold on. Let me put on. Let me smile. put on one of these. But let me push a button and see what happens here. Oh, that really indicates serious okay. moment. I think, <laughs> if anything, I think that's a. I think that's a. Copyright song. I don't know if we can use that. Anyway. Oh, geez. Okay, go start ahead. over. Go ahead. Here go goes, ahead. Here we go back to our traditional. <laughs> should we start should we over? Start over? Should we no. Cut it? All right, go ahead. Um, oh, yeah. A moment of counsel. Right. The enemy tries to remind us of things that we do that are embarrassing. And so when that comes to your mind this week, you need to say, you know what? In the name of Jesus, I am not going to think about that anymore. anymore. So you've said it out loud to me. You've shared it with the listeners. After this, don't let it back into your mind. I mean it. Amen, Chris. It's serious. It is true. Okay. Because I've done lots of dumb things, continue to do dumb things, say things that are dumb, do things. Not you. Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. Or lose my temper or just... You have done that on me a few times. Act like a moron. Go back a few episodes if you need to. Right. I've told myself many times, enemy, take it from my mind that I've been mean to Tyler Yoke. Yeah. (laughs) So I don't even remember. No, I want want you to remember, actually. (laughs) 
I need you to, but to, it is to true. sit on that for a minute. It happened, and you know what? It is what it is. It is what it is. No Move one, on. no one, no one is, th- no, no one, one is thinking about it. Now they are. Now everyone that's listening, <laughs> the hundreds of people that yeah, listen to this right like, now. Oh man, I wish that was live streamed. Yeah. So thankfully, it's not. Matt did say that he could pull, he could go back into like the, the archive and pull that, and I told him not to, never do that. So right. um, hopefully, it never sees the light of day again. But right. it was unfortunate. But one of the, <laughs> one of the things, all that to say, one of the things I did mention in that is Mission Indy. Okay. Which Mission. is something I wanted to talk about. It's coming up. Okay. Let's talk um, about Mission Indy. I'm gonna pull it up on my phone. Again, I you wrote the announcements. I wrote the announcements, but don't have them memorized. Nobody uh, expects that out of you, Tyler. No. Again, you're being too hard I'm on being yourself. Being too hard on myself. You're That's right. right. Thank you, Chris. You're Gosh, welcome. This is why we're such good friends. We <laughs> never let anything come between us. So, uh, Sunday, July 9th through Saturday, July fifteenth, a week long trip to the heart of Indianapolis. Mission uh, Indy. Mission Indy open for sixth through twelfth grade youth, in addition to all adults. Uh-huh. Um, such a cool trip. I've never been on it. I have, heard, you I have. have. You have? You, you didn't even know. Oh my gosh. Testimonial right now. <laughs> when did you go on it? Gosh, it's been several years. I'd have to do the math, but I'm going to guess. I'm going to guess 2015. Wow. That's my guess based on kind of like thinking through my kids and how old they were. Isn't it weird to think about how long ago 2015 was? Ooh. 2015 sounds like it was not that Yesterday. far off. Yeah. And then you're like, oh yeah, that was eight, eight years ago. Eight years ago. Hello. Yeah. But it actually is a phenomenal trip. It's a great introductory trip. Um, mm-hmm. for somebody who wants to do a mission trip, but honestly, lots of people go and then they want to go back year after year. That was my daughter in high school. She's yeah. like, every summer I've got to go to Mission Indy. Yeah. We've seen a lot of people that go mm-hmm. two, three, four, five years in a row. And are you going to give a shout out to Darren, even though he stood you up? Why? Because he helped start Mission Indy. Oh. It's really pretty. I mean, it really it is, is pretty really cool. It is really awesome. It is really awesome that the, that one of the pastors on staff here at New Hope right. started this huge, and it's not just a New Hope thing. It's of not course. like only New Hope Church goes and, and serves in Indianapolis. There's churches right. from all over the country that come oh, into the Indianapolis and, and go through a similar experience. I, there's overlap between churches, too. There's multiple churches right. at yeah. the same when time. We went, there were a handful of churches. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So, um, shout out to Darren. Shout out to Mission Indy. It is and cool. uh, it's a it's it is it is a great maybe first mission trip or maybe it's a great mission trip to consider doing with your family if you have children sixth through twelfth grade. Yep. Um, uh, it's it's great for the whole family. So the cost to attend is three hundred dollars. How can a, I register? Go to newhopenow.cc. I just wanted to you say just something. Jump, jump ahead. Jump ahead. <laughs> newhopenow.cc. Tyler, how could we sign up for that? Wow. Thanks, yeah. Chris. Thanks for asking. And I did hear Darren, since I did listen to First Service. Right. Remember, I told you that. Right. And he mentioned that there's usually a, well, there is always a fundraiser. There is. That ends up covering the majority of the $300. Yeah. We obviously can't make any claims pre-fundraiser. I but can't promise it. Nearly every year, the remain there's a $100 deposit yep. due when signing up. But, if you, but only pay that $100 because here coming up in the next couple months, there is a fundraiser that usually covers the remaining two hundred dollar balance the of the three hundred. So it's only hundred bucks. Yeah, and if they if we don't get that at the fundraiser, you I think have agreed to cover that personally for everybody. And so there's going to be a fundraiser <laughs> that usually covers the remaining two hundred. Just thought I would check. But that is that is a good point. Not me personally, but if financially there is a there is an issue, obviously reach out to us and and, and don't let that be a reason why you don't sign up. Um, like if that. you're if you're worried about the remaining two hundred dollars or anything like that, um, still be sure to sign up for Mission Nitty, which you can do at newhopenow.cc. You do need to register by May twenty eighth. Okay. May twenty eighth for a trip that is July 9th through July fifteenth. That's a Sunday through a Saturday. Okay. Cool. So that's that. Awesome. That's the big thing. That's, that's the, the big the thing. big hot goss that I need to lay out for everyone. I love it. But let's look back. Let's look back on some hot goss. Okay. Bible buddies. Yay. Yeah, we had Bible buddies for three weeks. We had Bible buddies happening 
at all three of our campuses. It was an opportunity for all of our kids through fifth grade to get a Bible buddy, which was a really cute stuffed animal, and then each family to get a Bible or Bible storybook, depending on the age of their children, and a reading plan. And Tyler, honestly, we had such a good response to that. We had so many, so many families taking part. I know at the Effingham campus, I had to reorder stuffed animals and books two times to meet all the needs. I know Shelbyville had to do another order, which is just exciting. Um, can I tell you, I mean, there were lots of cute and fun and meaningful stories we heard, but can I tell you one that was really cute? I would love for you to do that. Rachel, who's over at our Shelbyville campus, had a mom from the community reach out to her and say that her preschooler was coming home from school and saying that she wanted a Bible buddy. And the mom was like Googling it and trying to figure out where the Bible <laughs> buddy came from because the preschoolers were taking their Bible buddies to church, church that's, to school. I mean, isn't that the that's cutest? so cute. So Rachel did a porch delivery and gave that little girl a Bible Aww, buddy. That's Everybody awesome. gets a Bible buddy. That's such a cool example of, of something we do in the church. Re- extending out into the community. That's not even something that, I mean, really the, the purpose of Bible Buddies was to, to help, a, to equip families with right. the tools necessary to encourage Bible reading with their kids, but it ended up being an outreach opportunity too, so cool. which is so cool. Yep. And then, because I don't want to be biased towards just kids, since I work in the kids department, Ugh, so you. I will also say that this past Sunday, I know that they showed the video, and I know the registration date has passed, but yeah, it's something Don't even to, try. Don't even try it. But it's something to celebrate. Yes. That they showed the video from last year's youth conference right. and gave a last push for the registration, which has ended yep. for this year's youth conference and it's just something to celebrate yeah i saw that video again and i'm like you know that's so cool that something of that magnitude and something that impactful yeah happens well and i i I might be i might be stepping out of bounds here but it is hot goss so i'm just gonna i'm gonna share a little uh, an exciting detail right uh should i do a dumb a dumb roll a dumb roll if you could um yeah let's go for it chris uh hit her hands on the table and now (laughs) Should I put my fingers on the mic? No, don't do that. Registration just closed for youth conference. Okay. And there were 136 youth youth (laughs) signed up. That's a lot of youth. And I think it's more than last year? Yes. Wow. Yeah, I think a pretty significant jump from last year, actually. That's so cool. So, pretty cool. They're going to have their work cut out for them, though, like... You know, three days, two nights, the details for that many kids, and then the number of volunteers that would take. Yeah. I mean, I'm going to say off the top of my head, that'll be over involve over like probably 200 people probably. by the time you get all the volunteers. Yeah. By the time well you get over. host homes, volunteers, all the people to to do do food, breakouts, so main cool. sessions, worship, all the stuff. Praise the Lord. Three day, two night. Yeah, it's going to be great. Whoop. So youth conference. Do you is, love uh, my sound effects? I love. I don't. We don't even need you this do cool need fancy soundboard. soundboard. I've got drum rolls. Drum rolls. I've got whoops. Whoop, whoop. Chris, you have a meeting in one minute. I'll see you later. Tyler so Oak. we need to sign let you, off. We need to let you go. Uh, I I'd say it's it's a miracle. We made it through a whole hot goss. We're still friends. Yeah, let's do a fist bump across okay. the table. Uh, Boom! See, there's another, another sound, sound effect. effect. I got to get out of here. That was hot goss with Chris and Tyler. See you next time. Da-da-da-da-da.